the ozone. Scientists have been jabbering about it forever, and I'm not talking about the block of programming on Nickelodeon back in the late 90s. I'm talking about the blue smog that encases our planet that goes bye-bye at night so we can see the stars. For years, nerds in lab coats who are actually pretty sexy if you take off their glasses, have been warning us jock jammers about a forever night where the blue smog drifts into the stars and we all choke on the vacuum of space while our skin boils from direct sunlight. But they were warning us in TV shows where the message was heavily distracted by Gak, Slime, Cousin Skeeters, dogs on skateboards, and buff-ass luchadors who are very much single... So all we took away from the shows was deep instilled consumerism and even deeper instilled horniness. My name is James. I'm Nicole. And this is Mostly, Mostly Loving Lucha. Yes, like I said, my name is James and I'm a flutter today. I'm panicked. You want to know why? Nicole, think of a horror movie where Uh like uh, an alien or something kind of rips through someone's stomach, but it's it's at the end or at the beginning of a movie to set up a Uh sequel and the little guy goes, I'm back. That's how I feel about my ulcers right now. Oh, They're back and uh, better than ever. And by better, I mean worse than ever. Ulcers are bad, guys. I'm looking at my guests. You ever had ulcers no oh you ever had ulcers no just hemorrhoids oh i don't i've had hemorrhoids i think once maybe you don't have them once you have hemorrhoids okay then no i've never had hemorrhoids my butthole has bled from wiping too much is that a hemorrhoid well you probably yeah probably (laughs) you should probably talk to your doctor about your hemorrhoid oh guess what i can't no insurance nice you can talk to the doctor. Yeah, go, I corner him it. on the street like yeah. we're trying to get to his car and just like, hey, we're, we're talking now. That's a conversation starter. you have a starter. patient portal? A Ooh. patient portal. You no, just, I do not. Okay. You just run up to them. <laughs> yeah. With their, they have like coffee and a yeah. donut. You're just like... <laughs> You just have a clipboard like, do you have a- <laughs> Excuse me, do you have a moment to talk about my hemorrhoid? <laughs> it's just, I'm going up so many times, maybe I hit a nurse on, I mean, not hitting. Whoa, Jesus I mean, like, Christ. I'm hitting yeah. up a bunch of people. I should have said that first. Uh-huh, first, yeah. a nurse. Uh-oh. A janitor. Hey, they might also look like a doctor because your preconceived notions of what a doctor looks like is wrong, America. True story, True yeah. story America. And it's like you put it out in the universe, something's bound to bounce back on you. Just yeah. keep putting it out there. Preach. And unless I get a security guard first, eventually I will get to a doctor. Hell yes. And a nurse might even be able to help me. Your mom might be able to help me. I'm sure she would love to try. Uh, I mean, not like she just loves diagnosing, self-diagnosing people okay. and stuff. I was so worried you were going to say she loves bloody poop holes. She loves bubbles. <laughs> she's never going to listen to this unless <laughs> one of us passes away and she's so sad. She's like, I just want to hear their voices. Aww. Okay. You just went real dark. It'd be so weird. Would she that- do that if I passed away? Yeah, why not? What about if I passed away? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You want to know what, Pete? Absolutely. Okay. One of us can do it. Don't sure. worry. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we do not live healthy lifestyles. My, sure. Yeah, yeah, my mom would totes. Yeah. <laughs> is this the part we were supposed to interrupt? No, no. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I, this is the part where Nicole and I just chat up front, and usually hey. I tell something depressing that's going on in my life. Woo. That's Though been... I- 
I don't want to lose track of the fact that your ulcers are like a child-friendly reboot of Giger's freaking aliens. Yeah. And that was the cutest, darkest thing I've ever heard. Oh, Nicole, draw it up. Nope. <laughs> Nicole's good at drawing, but never wants to draw for yeah, me. Yeah, 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 Nicole, draw my ulcers like you do your French women. I'm still not sure what ulcers are. They're holes so, in the stomach. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. They're like ripping open, saying, I'm uh-huh. back. Okay, okay. Oh, like those dinosaurs, remember? Okay. They were in a parade? Nope. That movie, Dinosaurs We're Back, were back yeah. Yeah, yeah. The movie's just called We're Back, and it's a bunch of cartoon dinosaurs having fun with kids. Yeah, John Goodman's one of them. John Goodman's one of yeah, them? Yeah, I believe so. How did I not? I, I'm a... I, James and I had met today, and James, you didn't know this about me, I, like, love John Goodman. Awesome. Like, number one favorite TV dad with a bullet, friggin' Dan Connerman, every day, all day. Oh, he's so good in community. There's a reason I asked you to do this podcast with me. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling you two would hit it off. Yo, I'm about this. Also, like, you know, you... We've also just met, you don't know, I'm like way too old to be as, as obsessed with wrestling as I am right now, and I'm so grateful you brought me in under the freaking Luchadoras. Lu- Lu- so, usually we do Super Sentai, but yeah. the episode we would have been watching would have been a two-parter, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, let's just do a Luchador, which we haven't seen in a long time, and... Yeah, man, I'm glad you're... Also, yeah. you're never too old to be obsessed with oh, wrestling. Thank you. I needed to hear that today. There are 80-year-olds who love it. Yeah. It's, Rick wrestling, Flair is still alive. Yeah, Rick and Flair he loves it. Rick Flair is still it. alive. He loves it. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, 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 a, it's a really... I feel like it's an art form you can only like obsess or not be interested at all. I love the JCW. Oh... I don't know what that is. The Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Damn it. I had a feeling and I didn't want to be right. <laughs> Nicole, what's your favorite wrestling promotion? EC Dub? Nicole loves EC Dub. <laughs> it might be the only one I she's don't know. seen. My only, yeah, my only uh, exposure to wrestling is Glow. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Gorgeous uh, Ladies of Wrestling. The ECW Hell thing yeah. that we watched. Yeah. And the then, rise and fall. like, the oh, couple yeah. issues of the WWE comic book that came out, like, 2018 or something. Yeah. Do you think it's kind of fucked up that WWE bought these wrestling promotions, then put out documentaries called The Rise and Fall Of, meaning, like, oh, we did this to you? I think it's kind of fucked up, but honestly, that is the socialist in me. Like, if you're, like, hard capitalism, like some of the homies I grew up with were, like, I get it. You won the war. You get to dictate the history. Yeah. And that's what that's the old adage, uh, the winners uh, write the history books. So it's kind of fucked up. And it's, it's a real bummer because you do lose sight on a lot of really innovative things the ECW did that we wouldn't have. The, the influence of uh, New Japan uh, and certain luchadors into the American wrestling arena. Really, the entire Attitude Era, I, I think you could go back to, say began with like ECW even before there was the NWO in the WCW you could go back to the what was happening in Philly a bunch of really indie dudes they didn't have much money didn't have the clout that the WCW had with or the WWF had but just like had passion and free beer I think I mean that's how you take over the world sometimes it's yeah. just the most passionate people uh so yes to answer the question that I was hella dodging I do think it's fucked up <laughs> um but you could also like all they still have all the pay-per-views and that and all like the old matches yeah. that you can go back and watch and I, I'm grateful they did that you know yeah. they could have just buried that entire history 
and they don't. They they still you can still go on the WWE Network and watch classic ECW and be like, oh wow, that's where that started, or oh wow, that was really good and super innovative for the time. Damn. Oh, we spot that guy in that T-shirt. Oh, Where's he at yeah. this time? Yeah, there's I, a I guy in a Hawaiian shirt every yep. single show. Yeah, I don't Nicole watch. Knows. I don't watch wrestling for wrestlers, man. I watch wrestling for the fans, yeah. dude. And guys, who have we been speaking to? I forgot oh. we haven't introduced you guys. You've heard him before on, I believe, episode eight, the Morph Bots episode. That's it's a fan favorite. Me. We have Peter. That's me. My name's Pete Byrne, and I'm back again. Hada! Hada! Oh, you're back like my ulcers. Yes. <laughs> I think I had ulcers back then, too. Uh, yeah, pr- you probably still had that hemorrhoid. Yeah, if it is hemorrhoids, guys, it might be from just over wiping. So. I don't think so. I'm an aggressive wiper because people <laughs> knew I had a hairy butt in middle school and would tease me about dingleberries, but so I overcompensate. Now yeah. I have baby wipes to make sure that for real there's nothing there. You're lucky that you live on the second floor because we live in a, a garden unit, and when we use those supposedly flushable wipes, it causes problems, Ooh. and our sump pump oh, no, gets all flushed flush up. Those. Oh, we do, uh, but well, you know, you wipe. What do you mean you don't first. flush this? It says on the package they're you flushable. Don't flush those. Uh, mine don't say flushable. Okay, well that's I why I might you... flush sometimes. Oh, bad on boy. On accident, it's, it's definitely shouldn't. Yeah, but it's it's <laughs> muscle memory. You wipe and release. I dropped a cough drop in the toilet yesterday, <laughs> and <laughs> yes, I didn't fish it me. out because uh-huh. it's like it's a solid, so it just yeah. went bloop. And like was already halfway down the pipes when it happened. You need to know uh, when to fold them and when to hold them, right? I couldn't think of the goddamn singer's name. Talking about cough drops? Yeah. Or like anything you drop in the toilet, man. Oh, yeah. but No, but cough drop is fine. It will dissolve in the water. I don't know. My, quote, flushable wipes cause a problem. Can I ask you guys, when you have food, do you have garbage disposals? Yes. No. Okay. So this is a, have you ever lived in a house without a garbage of disposal? Course. What do I look okay. like to you? You yes. look like Mr. Moneybags no. over here. You, you did come up here with a monocle. This yes. is the first garbage disposal I've had in my life. Okay. Okay. okay Pete. And no, I don't have a farmhouse sink. Thank you. It's just a garbage disposal. <laughs> I don't know what a farmhouse sink is. Clearly. <laughs> I don't know. Watch how to HGTV. Take You'll fucking find out. Okay. Ask the Property Brothers what a farmhouse sink is. Okay. So Pete is ashing a cigarette from his cigarette holder. <laughs> sure. And am. looking very aggressively at some Ask Dalmatians. Ask your peasant question. <laughs> Okay, so when you have the Black Plague. (laughs) (laughs) The what? (laughs) When you have food that's left over that you don't want to eat, or if you're like cleaning out the fridge, you're like, oh, wow, I just put in a new bag. Do you throw that food away or do you flush it down the toilet? Dependent on the food. uh, So this is a question for somebody who doesn't have a garbage disposal? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I can't... Because, yeah, uh, (laughs) I think the only thing I'll flush is, like, milk. Okay. See, uh, if you do, I, like, I don't want. Well, because what are you gonna do with milk if it's what gone do you bad? Mean? Like, if milk, why would you not just pour you milk just pour down, down the, the drain? drain? Pour milk down because then it's gonna stinky up my drain, and I have to use that sometimes but for then, tap water. But then you just turn on the water to make sure that yeah. there's not milk in the oh, pipe. Oh, I forgot. Pete Byrne can afford water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because Nicole and many of my friends who see me do it, like I'll. Like spaghetti noodles, super yeah. beans and stuff. I'll put it down there, and I'm like, when you eat food, it food is technically poop, 
and poop um, is food. I'm, so like, huh. I'm not jumping on board with this premise quite yet. Okay, well that premise aside, okay, it's mushy and pliable. Food is sure. Yes. So most uh, food. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like flush a whole jawbreaker, right? Because I would eat that. They never go bad. <clears throat> what about like a piece of pie? A mm. piece of pie, yes. Okay, you With would a flush graham that? cracker yeah. crust. Yes, That's because like... it'll flake up. Nicole's thinking about that college humor thing, aren't you? Like, okay, yes, but then he had to like specify <laughs> what crust. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to come it up with a hardness so scale for you. Yeah. Okay, uh, I. Well, what if it it's would... a plate of wheat thins? A plate of wheat thins, it depends on how many wheat thins. But you're mostly yeah. flushing the food down the toilet because you think it'll be stinky at yes. the bottom of the... So a wheat thin's not going to expire no. and get stinky. Okay. okay. So things like spaghetti, fried rice, or unfried, if that's how you like, like it. I guess, well, I was going to say just like things that are compostable, but like yeah. flushable wipes and wipes are not compostable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? What are they? I don't know why I think paper and grains are the same thing. No. Well, I'm right. I don't either. Because paper doesn't grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like if I if I ripped up enough like pieces of paper, that's rice. If mm. you ripped up a piece of paper into tiny enough pieces, that's rice. Like you sure. throw it into a yeah, food processor. I put that yeah. in a in a pot of boiling water. Cook it up. Absolutely. Put some soy sauce on it. Hey, did you ever Same have like thing. you ever have like the FBI looking for you? So you had to shred your documents, and as you're shredding your documents, you're like, "That's pretty much pasta." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that looks true. delicious. That's some linguine. Absolutely. You get some red paint or like some nail polish. Boom, spaghetti and marinara sauce. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. my mother used to make Italian accent. Well, yeah, so I'm Pete. Yes. <laughs> Red nail polish yeah. cures anything, just so you know. I once put it, I had a Star Wars pod racers on CD-ROM. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it got a huge scratch in it, and as a kid, I thought, oh, you just put some nail polish on there to fill in the scratch. It didn't work. Yeah. I think you're supposed to use nail polish remover. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I heard. To further remove uh, the scratch and then you can get, clean like, it out. Too off topic, like for real though, to people who are listening, like you're not supposed to flush flushable wipes. Yes. Don't flush it's flushable bad. wipes. Why are they advertised that uh, way? It's Adam ruins everything. Adam Conover explains all yeah. the reasons. <laughs> well, if you ask and anybody else. I think else. Rhett and Link do an episode about it too. You're supposed to uh, like take your urine and put, so you wipe it, you throw it in your urine, and then it dissolves in your urine. Probably throw it in my urine <laughs> separate from the toilet water. Okay, you have a bucket of urine. It can also You be have a bucket of urine? Yes, okay. for these flushable wipes, flushable you in quotes. You a pickle bucket. Yes, pickle bucket. Do you, you put know. any bodily waste in your toilet, or are you just using your toilet for food scraps and you have a pee bucket somewhere else? Well, do you I... poop in your garbage disposal <laughs> yes, and then garbage disposal your you pooper? Know. Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. Hell yeah. I have to give you some credit because I've never in my life heard of anyone that puts food down the toilet, but I wasn't immediately like, why? Yeah. I'm, I'm really trying to think about whether I should do that or not. It's weird. I don't like it. I don't so like... I'm not supposed I mean, to put onions or fibrous food. I just don't yeah. like the plates that I eat off of being so close to the toilet. Mm. I buy that. I buy that. Like Again, my only thing is milk because I don't want my sink to be stinky. 
Uh, I'm also Sean, by the way. I have never been yes, on this show. <laughs> we've gone longer without introducing oh, someone, so, I think. Are you want to know? No, I think. No, we're at around 17. This is probably the longest. Record, yeah. baby. Nailed oh, it. I'm so proud. My mom, my mom can call me now. She has some, we have something to talk about. I accomplished something. Whoa, man, I need to accomplish something so my brother will call me. <laughs> Maybe I've I've referenced that in every single episode. Maybe Probably. that's an accomplishment. That's Hell something yeah. as well as how much you jerk off. I, I, I'm not going to even mention that this episode. Also... Piss. The fact that you have a vasectomy. Hey, I'm not even going to touch that this episode. Uh, the fact that you did Freon once when you were 12. Ooh, but no, the thing with that is that my- <laughs> Hey, that one you will touch on. The, my friends, it was a huge thing in my neighborhood. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Hey. That's that like air conditioning stuff, yes. right? Okay. I just mentioned that my air conditioner is broken. Do you have Freon? Oh, no, I don't touch <laughs> this stuff anymore. Okay. That was worth a shot. So anyway, you pour milk down the toilet. Yeah, because uh-huh. uh, my name is Sean Marciniak. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being here, Absolutely. Sir. It's a pleasure. I pour milk down the toilet when it's gone bad because it's going to stick in the sink. Like the sinks. Uh, no. You yeah. didn't initially specify that the milk has already expired. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not buying like fresh milk and saying, yo, fuck the dairy community. Well, I just thought you were like, <laughs> oh, I can't drink all fuck this milk. <laughs> and I can't put it back in the jug. The, the hole's too small. To or you're top. one of those monsters <laughs> yeah. who's like, oh, I don't want this cinnamon toast crunch milk i'm not going to drink oh this oh, god no. i'm gonna pour are this there down people the drain that don't i mean obviously there are but they don't, how can you not drink the cereal milk at the end of your cereal i don't know it's at that point like what the milk is decorative i feel like if you're what? not gonna if you're not gonna drink the cereal milk, milk is decorative. <laughs> like if you're not gonna drink the cereal milk it's decorative cow juice. Like you're not using it for its full potential. You don't really. Yeah. I don't think you really like. You want dry cereal? Just get that dry cereal, just buddy. Pour some water in it. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I'm curious. Or just like put it in your mouth oh, and like get it's gross. Get really spitty in your mouth and that lubricates it to go down. Yeah. Sure. The, the dry it's cereal. Like, yeah. I see. Yeah. I was out one uh, recently one night and like for I was out a minute too late and I mixed a minute too many alcohols. Like I just like oh here's wine oh here's beer oh here's like like things I'm too old I I know better but not like, in the same glass. I, I no. Oh, you suicided it. Yeah, I just a buddy a buddy of mine from out of town came in town and I par- I just party too hard right. And, but I will say, yeah, like, we know yeah. what that's like. Yeah, man, I know sure. it for sure. You're talking of Mr. Freon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in middle school, I huffed that Freon. Yo, Mr. Freon is the best Batman villain. Ooh, I sniffed a good Magnum Sharpie in my day. <laughs> Stage crew. <laughs> I once had a sleeve of Coracetin in my hands and told my brother, "You want to know what? Actually, I don't want to do this." Wait, a sleeve, a, uh, what was it? A sleeve of what? Coracetin. What is Coracetin? It's like Benadryl type thing. It's okay. just, it's an RX drug over the counter that my brother would steal from Meyer to Word. do a whole sleeve of. He would say, oh yeah, and then I like also steal yeah. a half liter of Dr. Pepper and I use that to coat my stomach. Oh my God. That doesn't sound like what Dr. Pepper does. <laughs> it used to be medicinal, so... Really? And you yeah. said uh, he huh? has ulcers as well? No. Oh, well, <laughs> That's shocking. Yeah. I think he's yeah. living carefree, you know? Oh, carefree right. of not calling me. Damn. Oh, sunrise, sunset. The beer, wine. Ooh, is that Bright Eyes? Uh, no, it was uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, okay. <laughs> as sung by Bright Eyes. 
that'd be a fun musical. It was beer, wine, and uh, throwing whiskey on top of it. Uh-huh. And like, I got home. I'm like, oh, I got to work tomorrow. This was a bad idea. But like, I had some dry cereal and it was, it was a nice stomach coder. Like it was too late for like, oh, let me put some eggs and anything. I, I mean, could, like, yeah, because it would like yeah. soak it up. I was already lubricated with the liquors. Yeah. And I needed that dry cereal to anti The milk was already uh-huh. in your uh-huh. belly. Oh, gross. If, if that was, if it were like wine, shot of milk, beer, shot of milk, <laughs> whiskey, shot of milk. That's smart. <laughs> oh, man. Coats the stomach. Only if we could call Weird Al back in like 2003. Yeah. When Pump, Pump, Pump It Up by Joe Budden came out, yeah. he could do soak, soak, soak it up. Even though it doesn't really rhyme, but I think he could make it work. He definitely would. What's that Kendrick Lamar song? Humble. No, yeah, that that's one. the only one I know. No, if it was like money trees. I'm thinking like hole up, milk, sit down, uh, milk, stand up, <laughs> milk. Yeah. yeah. So we were trying to write a song for this widely accessible concept of drinking milk between alcoholic <laughs> beverages. Yeah, you know that old relatable concept. Shot of. Beer, milk. <laughs> I, I don't know. You also <laughs> you also have to give instructions when it goes bad. Pour down the sink or pour it down the toilet. I go yeah. toilet. I go toilet. I'll stand on that rock and die on that rock. I know I've done toilet. that too. Yeah. Of pouring. It was probably eggnog that had gone bad. How can you tell? Uh, eggnog's I, great when it's not. It's chunky. It's up. March. Okay. It's oh, March. Okay. Yeah, that's no, that's point. that's just a shamrock shake. That's what that's how you get no. shamrock shakes. Oh, what? <laughs> eggnog in March. Eggnog in March. You put some green food coloring in it. Not even necessary. A Nature scoop does of ice it for cream. you. You're just saying that it's turned green by March. Yes, I, I am. See. Okay. Mm-hmm. I definitely it. spit my mouthwash into the toilet sometimes. Okay, smart. See, that's respectable. I, I got cursed out by roommates for like spitting in the sink too many times. Wow. Well, because I get I get like phlegmy sometimes when like I, I have a bad gag reflex, so I'll hit the back of my mouth. I'm like, oh, and then I get phlegmy. Ooh, ladies. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking y'all, man. <laughs> or men. <laughs> what? Oh, we just met him. We don't know. I'm, either way, it's gross. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love hitting that gag reflex. Ghetto gaggers. You ever seen that pornography from 2007? Sure have. That was so specific. <laughs> I don't think it's a bit. <laughs> It's not. Um, <laughs> it's a horrific porn. Oh, why is it horrific? Because it's it's dudes intentionally gagging women. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And the snot comes out the nose. Yeah. I've never seen it, um, but it sounds disgusting. It's also sad because it's clearly people who need the money yeah. instead of just like, hey, I would like to go into this career. Right. And the mascara starts running and they have oh, the red yeah, eyes. Oh, no, it's sad. Again, I've never seen it, but it sounds disgusting. <laughs> Yep. So and that's why your roommates <laughs> got pissed. Oh yeah, I would, I would I would watch that at full volume in the living room. Uh, no, but so I, I always wish because I knew like if I spit in the toilet, it would be a lot easier. I never had the discipline to do so, and like uh, they're pretty far apart. It's 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 a workout. The sink and the toilet. Yeah, you have to and you have to bend down further. Yeah, aim or your aim has you to be on point. You don't have to bend down to spit into the toilet. Well, then your aim is just on point. I would be afraid of getting it on the brim of the toilet. Well, then you get one of your flushable wipes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> one thing about the mouthwash in the sink, I like doing that because then if you have to like take a drink of water from the sink, yeah. you put your head down there, then it smells like mouthwash. Yeah, but if you take a drink of water from the toilet, no, no, you no. and your dog have something in common. Realistically, how many dogs drink out of toilets? You know Quite what? a bit. Too many. 
I think I've only met one that did that. My dog's just too short to that get in there. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah, that yeah. could be why. How's your dog doing? She's fabulous. How's oh. Renee doing? She's fabulous. Great. She's performing at the Second City tonight. Woo! Oh, and speaking of things in the freaking theater, we recently technically worked on something together. That's true. We were co-conspirators <laughs> on a, and a, uh, a web series. We're not in the same episode, though. No. But you did sound on it. I did. I was doing sound design for Todd Groban's Going Away Party, releasing, I don't know when, but the screening's tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and was doing music and sound effects and whatnot, and realized that the theme song in one of the episodes was your little mouth spewing out Ooh. lyrics. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Dude, it was great. It was super fun. I think they Melzer had been working on it for a really long time, was in the point of the creative process where he hated himself. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. We he's like one of those people who you who's constantly joking about how much they want to kill themselves to the point where you're like, I think they're being serious, but creatively about this. Right, about all of his creative projects. Yeah. So it was nice to be able to take some of that work off of his plate and then like three days later give him something he hadn't seen before. It's it's hard to judge the progress of your project when you're re-watching three seconds of footage a thousand times in a row <laughs> so when I could just drop off like a completed six minutes of show and he got to see it for the first time he's like oh wait I might not hate this show as much as I think I did yeah, yeah it's 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 scary when you get too close to your own project yeah it's you, just yeah it just can't even sense it's like when you put a frog in normal temperature water but then you start to boil it and he just dies because he can't figure out that the water's getting hotter except Melzer can't see his show getting better because he's the frog Ooh, that is scary what? <laughs> is that a common thing that people say uh, no, no. 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 I mean, it sounds yes. like it should that's be that's something you've done no I feel like that's you know like if you put a frog in regular temperature water and then you turn on the boiler he'll just boil to the death because they're not good at sensing the incremental change in temperature Pete, maybe my biology teacher had a knowledge. unique <laughs> well you can kill frogs that way <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how am I going to kill this frog a frog's not going to be like, did this 70 degree water turn 71 degrees? <laughs> okay, no, but it, it, it makes total sense. It's 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 when you're so, you get so wrapped up in something, you don't notice, you don't notice when something's like becoming toxic for you. And I've exactly. Se- and I've seen like artists and like you know, comedians, I, I get real susceptible to this, where they get so close to the project they're working on and they get so passionate, they don't see the point where, I, I always see it, uh, you don't see the difference between your art and your suffering. And like I knew, uh, so I come from Buffalo, New York, um, where I did stand up for many, many years back there to all the people who have never heard my voice. Um, and then I moved out here and I've been doing improvisation uh, uh, for a minute now. But like, so I have years of, of stand up experience and a buddy of ours, I think that was one of the, his biggest problems. He could write a joke. He understood what the craft and he was, and he was a very different, but sharp mind. Problem was he had a problem differentiating the difference between art and suffering. He thought if he suffered more, his art would get better or his art was really a showcase of his suffering. And it's not, it's more, there's craft and technique and sometimes just fun infused that the suffering just, you don't have to work for your suffering. Your suffering's just there and he would work for his suffering. And I feel like that's one of those, it's one of those times where he got so swept up in what he was creating, what he wanted to do. He stopped seeing the fun. He's in a standup. So like sometimes you are alone it's just you and a notebook and a microphone. Like it's, it's easy to get swept up in that boiling water of the frog. And it was, it was hard to watch. It, uh, 
This got real sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I can relate, too. Uh, yeah. Which, so I, I, as Pete alluded, I do rap. Yeah, yes, yes. And I used to try to, like, steve over it and just, like, I don't know if that's a word. Uh, steve? Yeah. It just, should be. Just it sounds steve right. Steve over it. Steve over it, Steep in it. You know, like, yeah. uh, seep in it. I yeah, don't that's know. That's a combination uh, of seething and <laughs> yes, steeping, yeah, yeah, which I think is pretty accurate for what you were doing. <laughs> and It sounds like a clutch song. It's like an angry tea bag. Just like, <laughs> I'm going to make this water taste like fucking black tea. That's right. Slowly but surely. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, steep no. the shit out of this water. I no. take it back. That's my new favorite Batman villain, the angry tea bag. Oh boy, it's right. that's an obscure one. You know, like the yeah. condiment one. Yeah, is, there a condiment is that one? king of condiments? Yeah, the condiment the king. One? It is. Oh, wow. What about Madam? My favorite is Madam McEvil. That is my favorite. I Frank. not. We totally steethed over uh, your your point earlier. By oh, the yes. way, yes. Uh, I wanted to keep going with the the Steve thing. Uh, I was fine with it. So yeah, yeah. But you, but you understand that feeling of getting lost in yourself. Yeah, and yeah. it would usually get to the point where I would just constantly like try and EQ the shit out of vocals because I also like it self-produced everything. Yeah. So to the point where they would just sound thin and terrible. Where it's like I find I make a preset where I'm like, this is the song that sounds the best. I take that preset and then I use it on whatever song I'm working on the next. And I'm like, hey, this is the best with my equipment that I'm going to get it to be. It sounds passable. Here we go. Yeah. It's a weird note. Uh, I know I like a lot of like garage punky stuff. And I like I like my music when it sounds raw. And that's a, it, that's a weird aesthetic to like enjoy because you're basically asking what's the perfect amount of shittiness. Yeah. You know, but it makes sense over there is something cold about an overproduced track. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's really it's really hard finding that balance. And really the balance it's a perfect zero. You know, it doesn't really exist. You get closer and closer to that magical perfect uh, 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 balance between I've said balance too much. Uh between hey man, do, do a balance of the balance and I think it's right on balance. Hey man, you know my favorite shoes, New Balance. Ooh. Um there is but it, you can finally wear them again, I think. What happened to New Balance? Oh, before? they became like White supremacist shoes for a while, I think. Oh, right? No. Okay. Am I just referencing Are stuff that nobody? Just, else I remember that. No, it's, it's because Nike, uh, Nike had the Kaepernick campaign. I remember this now, and all the white supremacists were like, "Oh, not Kaepernick! Give me my New Balances." Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking bummer. But yeah, it's it's that you approach absolute zero, and you never like you never really get to absolute zero. For all intents and purposes, for us as humans, it doesn't really exist because we can't get there. And that's perfection in our arts and whatever we're creating. It's my perfectionism is such a noble endeavor, but is ultimately fruitless if you can't step outside of the boiling pot and go like, holy shit, my froggy ass is about to get burnt. Yeah. Let me get some buddies in here to help me out. I would like to say before, we'll get on to the episode summary after this. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, that's what this podcast yeah, is about. Uh, we haven't talked anything about Los Luchadores. That's fine. That's it's, usually what how this goes. There was a punk rocker. It's His name's problematic now. A Jay Retard, if you know him. Sounds familiar. He was in The Retards and I think okay. Endless Sound or Endless Soul, something like that. I forget the other groups that he was in. I don't but think I know him, yeah. He had a philosophy of many people think you have a certain amount of great songs in you. His philosophy was you have a certain amount of time while you can make great songs. So he was just in this manic state of doing like 
fully producing like a full like drums, guitar, bass, vocals, writing a song a week. Yeah. And p- recording it. And he would just like ship it off. And engineers and producers would always be like, there's such an, an immediacy in his drum tracks that is because of that thought process. And I like, I like thinking like that because then you don't, you don't overthink things. It's just like, this is a good song. I need to be confident in myself. I put it out. Yes. I don't have anything against immediacy. It's always that. Uh, so, uh, hey, James. Hey, hey, Nicole. We just met. Uh, I, 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 not, not very severe, but I, I suffer from a hypo uh, manic depression. So I have some experience with manic episodes. And it's so, I, I'm 29 now. I, I've, I've learned to deal with it a little bit better over the years. But it's still hard to watch on the outside when someone's following a manic episode without a sustainable like okay cool when you crash though like how are you going to keep going because mm-hmm. it's not the highs and the lows that really get you it's those in-betweens it's that little i'm in between high and low that's the dangerous period uh, 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 in terms of self-harm and all sorts of terrible terrible things and and to me that's always that's always been my thing with like when i was younger i i, I totally uh glorified manicism i thought it was so cool to be like a manic like wild and out like uh, uh, uh who's the, the naked punk guy that did gg the, allen thank you yeah. i fucking love gg allen. yo i i need to look up gg allen because the fact that he has mid staying power makes me think he was doing something more than just being manic i do not like his stage performance i don't watch them i think they're cringy mm-hmm. i like his music Word? his music is fucking dope there when it's recorded well the yeah. ones that when he's just like on a two track recorder and just right up on the mic. That stuff sucks. But yeah. Carnival of Excess, I've said this in many podcasts, the rundown. Carnival of Excess, Doctrine of Mayhem, Brutality and Bloodshed for All, those I would say totally check out. Remind me after this. I need I need that list. Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, there's that's the I don't know, that's the I I I I'm always cringing now with with the glorification of manic because it's, I mean, how many, how many artists, rock stars, comedians have we seen like, oh, they were great. They were amazing. They were so always on. And it's like, oh, right. That's not sustainable. And it's just. Yeah. Was it never not funny? They were talking about someone who like made an entire album that was basically a suicide note and then killed himself right afterwards. But yeah. everyone is like, this is amazing. Uh, no, I think it was on Who Charted they were talking okay. about it, but I yeah. don't remember the artist. Oh, my gosh. I got I'll, I'll look that up. Yeah. That is a really depressing and interesting phenomenon. Yeah. But like, like you said, it's like equating art and suffering where are always looking for like, oh, that performance is great because it's so real. And yeah. like, for some reason, the next level of real is pain. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah like, this is so cost? brilliant. Yeah. Like, well, but also like if this person is losing part of their soul so that you can enjoy, I, I don't know. I don't have like a strong uh, thesis statement on this, but it is like, crazy that like to the me best that, art requires yeah. your blood it to me that's where technique really comes into play like that's where it's like oh this person is, is hurting so much cool i'm i'm on board with vulnerability where's the technique though where i feel safe enough to laugh or really just appreciate so many stand-ups would come up and like oh, i don't know why i don't get laughs and it's like yo because they don't trust you Hmm. In comedy, at least, which which we're familiar, uh, at least Pete and I, I think, have most of our familiarity in trust. To, for me, is so important to have an audience's trust. 
Because that's when they laugh. That's when they're like, okay, I trust this person to take me to this bit, however subversive or alternative it is, and I'll go with them and I'll laugh because I trust them to take me back home. And that's where the technique of you can suffer and be, please be vulnerable. Yeah. I would never ask someone to not do that, but like have the technique to come on back. Well, I think we all have responsibility as artists to check in with other artists and be like, you are just sharing your pain when it happens to you, right? You're not creating pain mm-hmm. so that you have something to share. Yeah. Cause there's a very big difference between those two. Yeah. Yeah. My, the buddy I was talking about earlier uh, passed away. There's a lot of things going on, but I think that was one of them. Yeah. Was yeah. Uh, he 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 found out that a lot of his uh, suicide jokes got great pops, and they did. They were very well written. But he, and it wasn't suicide. It was heart failure due to uh, drugs. But it, well, he was his mantra at the time was to chase the demon. Uh, whatever demon he found, he would chase that down. And this is a comedy podcast, right? Yeah, well, but hey, word. it's fine, man. But yeah, we yeah, finish your thought and then we'll get into the episode um, summary. But just really, yeah, Pete, you, you nailed it. It's that you're expressing your suffering. You're not seeking your suffering, right? Yeah, exactly. You're okay, buddy, right? We got into this from a frog boiling in a pot. Listen, after the podcast <laughs> is over, we're going to go on the computer and we're going to look mm-hmm. up like... Putting a frog in water and slowly boiling. <laughs> it sounds like it. I we can understood put that it. in your Google history. It was probably in my textbooks. History. We're not going to use my computer. We're going to use your computer. I'm so fine it's in with your it. history. All right, guys, let's get into this episode summary. Hell yeah! I don't even remember who the what the characters' names were. It was like Diesel and Diesel. <laughs> Turbine, Dash. Yep. Yeah, there was uh, uh-huh. Lobo, Lobo, uh, Mrs. Dash. <laughs> and then the girl gets to be named like Julie. Maria. Uh, All right, hit it, guys. Hit it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to re-energize your mind with this episode summary. Uh, to be honest, um, a lot of this veers off and we don't talk about this show at all. Today we watched episode 11 of Lost Luchadoras entitled Here Comes the Sludge. And I now know for a fact that some of these episode titles have to be out of order. For real, Nicole. This should not be called Here Comes the Sludge. This should be called Brain Drain. Wait, that's which, what it was called? Yes, which a few episodes ago. Are you sure? Like yes. that's the official name? It's not like someone just typed that in? No, so it's on the YouTube. It's on the Wikipedia. Oh, shit. It's and, serious. Yeah, so I think the DVDs have them mislisted. Yeah. Yeah, because that would be the only place the title would be published. Yeah, I don't recall any sludge in this episode. Yeah, there was, yeah. and then ozone. But there's a episode that we re see the mud monsters. The mud monsters come back. This should be. I'll get into it more on this. I think this would be more likely called the brain drain, right? Then the next episode entitled "A Good Whelp Is Hard to Find," which I don't think has the whelp in it, should be called "Here Comes the Sludge." This show makes no sense, <laughs> but I guess maybe the whelp is back and he's slugging up things i don't know (laughs) or maybe this episode should be called this episode should be called a good whelp is hard to find because you haven't even 
started the actual recap. No, I haven't. <laughs> no. Because the whelp is back and there's body swapping. I don't know. But we start the episode off with Turbine and Lobo fighting the two Rudos in the ring. They didn't seem too rude to me, though. They were actually very polite in letting Lobo (laughs) manhandle them in the ring like a pair of jobbers. (laughs) And to this, Lobo exclaims that he's the greatest luchador on the planet. I guess he's never tussled a toddler in a Rey Mysterio mask on Raw. You see a lot of those in the crowd. <laughs> James, have you fought a toddler in a Rey Mysterio mask? Hey, you better believe I was a toddler in a Rey Mysterio mask. Nice. And I freaking punched Lobo in his freaking muscular dick. <laughs> what? It hurt my little hand. I've told that story about the like baby hand crawling on the ceiling on this podcast. Have I? What? I once had a dream that I was in a hotel room when I was a kid that I heard a story of a baby dying in this hotel. This was all in the dream. But I was sleeping in a hotel at the time where a baby died because it reached its hand into a fan and it cut its arm off. And then it bled out. I was maybe seven. So then I'm like, okay, yeah. And then before I go to sleep in the dream, I hear crying. And then... I look up and there's this arm just like slugging caterpillar style on the ceiling. And then I hear the crying in the corner and I look and there's a baby crawling on the ceiling and its head turns around. It doesn't have an arm and it just goes. Okay. I had to sleep with the covers above my head for maybe an entire year after that. It was terrifying. Slugging. You sure it wasn't brain draining across the ceiling? Oh, man, guys, we got a brain drain, and you better believe here comes a sludge. It's in the baby's poopy diaper. (laughs) Perfect transition. But with all this planet talk, we see a UFO, or should I say UFP, an unidentified flying pupper. I (laughs) chihuahua. The whelp is back, and you're going to be in trouble. That song's disturbing. Read the lyrics. It's a rallying song against the nice guys. But you don't need to depend on your boyfriend anymore. A nice guy starts spreading false rumors because you're rightfully turning him down. Watch a few episodes of Snapped. Do some further reading. Research. Learn. Find out where those women slipped up. Take their mistakes and turn them into triumph. I'll be honest, I was not paying attention to this part of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Put on your Sunday's best. Grab the sharpest knife you can find and head to the gala with Lobo and friends because that knife is to cut the cake and you need to celebrate murdering a man one year ago to this day. (laughs) But Lobo crew meet up with a super scientist named Maxine. Max for short. Or Maxine pot holding down with the grits for long. Uh, that's a ghost face killer lyric. Hell yeah. I, I just like searched Maxine for songs. And I was like, I know there's an Eminem song from Infinite named Maxine, but let's do a ghost face. She Never and mad Lo- at that. What was that? Never mad at that. All right, guys. Really not worth it as a, an interjection. Uh, hey, everything's worth it on this podcast. She and Lobo were once lovers of the... Sensual variety. You know the kind. Slapping tongues, kissing knees. She shows Lobo to an ion particle stabilizer, which breaks down after 99 seconds. Sounds exactly like an Xbox 360, and am I right? 
Except a 360 will only kill your self-esteem after 99 seconds if you're playing online. Not the entire world like this very flawed invention Max made to replenish the ozone. Oh, no, no, guys. It's blowing things up. And by Uh blowing things up, I mean the ozone. But on their way uh, out of the party, I accidentally did foe instead of out. Lobo (laughs) smells whelp. But not in enough time. Him and Max are sexy human napped instead of kidnapped by skull faces and brought back to the whelp's underground lair where, for some odd reason, the two very scantily dressed human women who the whelp held hostage back in episode two are still there after weeks of him being in space. What? Yes. They're hostages? Yes. They're not like... Sexy assistants? They kind of are now, but you kind of see them cowering a little bit, and that's because they have been hostages for weeks. What months. is this show? Do they get freed at the end of the episode? I don't. No. Oh, I don't know I if don't they get so. freed after the end of the series. Oh. It is only one season, so they might have thought they'd get a season two, or well, they did not. What exactly is keeping them there? Uh, Fear? Okay. The okay. whelp's muscular, thick-ass dick. The whelp it, is a dog. The whelp has a big-ass peen, though, guys. Okay. You mean, see it. It's Wh- just a small dog. It's a tiny and chihuahua. Every dog's penis is the same size. No matter. But you can clearly see it. Like, this is a kid's show. If Your focus is drawn no matter how flashy you they made his. You want them to, like, Photoshop it out. Or get a lady dog. Or put pants on it. Oh, don't yeah, put pants seriously. on it. It's got a robotic eye. Just cover up its wiener. They something. could have given like a robotic like girder belt. Yeah. Girder belt. Yeah, you know what <laughs> okay, I mean. Yep. Garter belt. Well, my uh, dad left me, my daddy left me two pieces of advice. Do not pull on the Lone Ranger's mask and do not put a dog's wiener in some pants. Yeah. Let him free. <laughs> Yeah, Nicole, free your wieners, guys. Ha- oh, I haven't done a hashtag this ex- entire episode. Why are you say, telling her to? F- you're the one that doesn't want to see the dog wiener. Yeah. Free the wiener, guys. <laughs> hashtag free the wiener. Let me see them dick pics. Oh, that's a mistake on the internet. <laughs> are you talking to dogs? At MSS Pod on Twitter. Any dick, as long as it's legal. Dog dicks are legal. Hey, guys, <laughs> dog dicks is the most legal dicks. Where was I on this summary? <laughs> uh, you already told me more about the episode than I recall seeing. <laughs> uh, uh, we were uh, at, uh, yeah, they got they got sexy human now. Yeah, uh, but no, Lobo is strapped into a body swap machine and gets his mind put into the whelp's body and vice versa. Whoa. Luckily, Max trips the skull face carrying Lobo dog. Unluckily, skull face straight up falls face first on the ground, essentially body slamming a very small dog. Lobo escapes, though, because dog bones can't be broke. Try it at home. No. He escapes to Tornados, and Tornadas is how it's spelled, Tornados, but they say it Tornadas? I don't know, guys. Um, It's a lady restaurant, I guess, Uh, and dips into Maria's stinky gym bag. God. This is Lobo in the dog's body. (laughs) Yes, yes. Lobo's brain in dog body. Got it. Yeah, dipped into that stinky gym bag, and God. What I would give to smell Nicole's gym bag, but at last, Mm -hmm. Nicole doesn't need to go to the gym because she is naturally flawless. We find out Maria is Christina Aguilera, and the gang finds out Lobo is the whelps in the body. 
just before he gets dropped into a wood chipper. Luckily, dog skin is impervious to wood chippers. Try it at home. No. <laughs> Turbine brings Lobo Dog to the Whelp Slayer, where the evil genius has set the 99-second timer on the stabilizer to make the world dry up. They switch bodies back just in time for the whelp to get owned once more and blow up the ion destabilizer. In the end, we learn that Lobo's life, much like our current hopes of reverting the terrible climate issues we've caused, is very much dead. Girders. Car Ranger. Oh man, that little cat cat's in your friggin' hands. So guys, um, first, have you ever seen Lost Luchadoras? No. Uh, no, yeah. I'm shocked I missed this one. I thought maybe when we were describing the show that I'm like, yeah, I think I probably saw it. I've definitely never seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> and this was, so my Saturday mornings at this time consisted of me and my kid brother. He's two years younger than me. Wake up. We'd watch. This was on Fox Kids, you said? Yes. We'd watch Fox Kids and then WB, like so, like just kind of like switching between like what was good. And then this is literally the year we both discovered WWE and like WCW, like around this time. Uh, this was the invasion angle. WCW was folding. So I was all about Saturday morning cartoons and professional wrestling. And I totally missed this. It was on for not even a year, like a full year. It was from like maybe February to September, if even. Yeah. It was 16 episodes. But for some reason, it had this huge impact on me. I don't yeah. know why. I also know I have not seen every episode, and there's only 16 of them. Well, I'll say this. Someone might disagree with me, uh, but like the final note I ended up taking was that the pace of the episode w after the body swap was like way tighter than I expected it to be. Like once they go back to Tornado's place. Yeah. The second that happens... And the villain fools the t hero's team. Oh, no. And then the villain runs off with the hero. So we get more face-to-face -face time with the body swap. By the way, the actor playing Lobo, who is now playing uh, the Chihuahua trapped in Lobo's body. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like, everything... That's what I disagree with. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he... Especially... He became disgustingly cheesy when he became the he whelp. He just which... became a cartoon character. Yes, yeah. and I liked that change. Who's the villain from, uh, oh, uh, what, it was a show on Nickelodeon where they, like, they exercised all the time. It was like Fitness Town. Lazy Town. Lazy Town. He reminded me of Robbie Rotten. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah it, it was like a whole, but like, like, like with a Spanish, a Spanish dial. Like the weird Spanish stretchy accent. guy yeah. with like yeah. a blue jumpsuit. Yeah. yeah. I never, never actually knew what that was. I mean, neither did I. I'm just, I'm just making a reference. I don't, I, I don't watch that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I see. Um, but like the pace, like. What's his name? Robbie Rotten. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I only knew Lazy Town of it. I've seen it before, but I don't have memory recall of any of I it. I only know of the fucking cake remix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> music video. Wasn't it to like drop it like it's hot? I don't remember. Someone remix. Oh, no, it was to a He's little going, John. What? Yeah. Someone remixed a Lazy Town song with some Lil John stuff. All right. It's really good. It's I'll find so it. funny. Uh, but yo, if I may, back to the, just the pace of that entire second and third act. Uh, I know we don't normally talk about the episodes, but I would love to. Oh, no. In this in this last, uh, we have 20 minutes oh, at most. Oh, we fucked up, homie. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's fine. 
Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the way that we had to face off between the hero and the villain and a nice little crises before the climax, the way they had the hero's team like immediately discover like, oh, wait, because it's the most frustrating thing when you're like, Fuck yes, it. we all know the thing like you can push irony too far when we know the thing and they just <laughs> don't know the thing. <laughs> it, it, it surprised me how like structurally sound that second and third act was. I have. Many critiques of the show. Okay, I want to just say <laughs> them instantly finding out surprised me because normally they wouldn't. Yeah. And this episode, after things get set in motion, is very tight. Normally they are like that. There are a couple stinkers in this show, yeah. though. And it, well, and it just, it, 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 it I, I, I'm sorry, right quick before Pete wrecks this episode. It makes your hero team look soft and weak. And then you go, like, well, why does Lobo need a team behind him? who can't figure out that he's been brainwashed or yeah. b- body swapped. Except Turbine doesn't know because Turbine is... Turbine uh, was peak stupid this episode. Oh, dude, if yeah. your character has frosted tips uh, like that, <laughs> I call them a sidekicks, a Seth Green sidekick with the frosted tips. Yeah. That's Turbine, if you're wondering. Uh, but like, yeah, like, but that's not what he's there for. Maria and Tornado, they were useful. Uh, no, and Lorette, I lo- uh, Lorette. Or Laurent. Laurent, I apologize. Laurent and Maria were useful, which is... So nice to see on a hero team. Yeah. Like, it's so, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah. And it, and, it, and it moved the show forward, moved the action forward. Uh, that's, that's, that's how I felt about it. What's up, Pete? Let's the, dig in. The writing is horrendous. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's on not good. Show. <laughs> I, yeah. I think we discussed it with Melzer. When you make a joke like, I just went to the moon. Did you know it's not all cheese? Are children's writers like, Fuck yes, I, I, this is my apex. Or are they like, we just need to write fucking dialogue and fill in jokes kids might laugh at. That was like a punch-up session, but they couldn't find a comedian, so they all invited their dads to the punch-up oh, session. Yeah. If I was writing this show, uh-huh. yeah, and I was given the task of this chihuahua needs to mention that he just returned from the moon, can you make a joke? I would make the joke. I just came back from the moon. There was no flag up there. It was definitely faked. Yeah. The kids, <laughs> the kids aren't going to fucking give a shit about what that joke was anyway. No. So The kids aren't in it for the jokes. The kids are in it for the action. You yeah. have to aim for the adults that are watching this show. Absolutely. If they had jokes like that, when we watch this now, we'd be like, holy fuck. Fuck, this was great. Like, I, I yeah. still watch old episodes of SpongeBob because it is still very funny yes. for yeah. adults. So something like this, I mean, whatever. Like, the people who got paid to make this show, I'm not mad at them because they had to make this fucking show. <laughs> have, but have a oh, quick thing about SpongeBob. Have you been seeing this trend of people posting screenshots of out-of-context SpongeBob? And they give the exact frame. Like, it'll say, season this, episode that, frame this. And it's the dirtiest thing ever where one was like SpongeBob has like pie running down his face and there's a clown behind him just yeah. looking exhausted. Oh, yeah. no. I haven't seen these yet, when but I love it. <laughs> Mrs. Puff is sitting on him in one of the boats and he's just like he has a face of bliss on just for one yeah. frame. <clears throat> Hell yeah. I think um, it was uh, Hillenburg. The Steven Hillenburg. I have like the DVD sets of the first few seasons of <clears throat> SpongeBob. And nice flex. It was, this was either some. <laughs> sorry. Bold, no, bold flex. I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> Hell yeah. It was either like uh, special features on Rocco or SpongeBob. 
I'm, oh, that's it, an even it bigger may have flex. even been Ren and Stimpy. I can't remember who it was, but there was yeah. somebody who was like the director of one of those cartoons that said, I never want to see the same face more than once. Whenever you're making these characters make a silly face that is not the standard face, yeah. it needs to be unique. Yeah. And so I feel like you get these really weird screenshots of characters reacting because the artists were under a lot of pressure to like, I want you to surprise me with a face, make the eyes look different, make the mouth look different, make the eyebrows look different. Anytime there's something silly that's supposed to happen, it's gotta be a new face. Right. Wow. I've never thought of that, but yeah, that, that totally adds up and it makes it shoot. It makes it like so much more enticing. Cause you mm-hmm. know, there's going to be an emotional moment where someone's going to pull up. I mean, those, those come from emotional peaks, those faces. Yeah. And like, yeah, beat it home. It's like, you know that something heavy is going to fall on this character's foot more than one time throughout the whole series. Right. They should have a different crazy, like their eyeballs need to do a different thing every time yeah. their foot gets hit with something heavy. Well, then it makes them a little more three-dimensional just as a as a character. Just because like, yeah, you don't, I don't, th- I don't think you've ever reacted the exact same way twice to something. You, you, there's always, through context, there's always going to be a little bit of a difference. Maybe your voice is a little more hoarse. Uh, maybe your eyebrows go up a little bit more. Uh, my eyeballs always shoot right out of my head when something heavy lands on my foot, too. Yeah, that's classic. <laughs> but in different ways. <laughs> yes. It's not always yes, the yes, same yes. way. Also, I'm sorry, and last quick on like using a using an adult joke in that beat, one of my favorite things as a kid would be sometimes like watching Simpsons and knowing there's a funny joke and I don't get it. Yeah. So then I like I, I get when I finally figure it out the day I see the bit again or like I look it up because I have the internet now. That's a it's a good feeling. Oh yeah, nothing yeah. made me happier as a kid than seeing my dad laugh and being like, "What? What? Yeah. What just happened? That was funny. I didn't detect any humor in what's happening." Absolutely. That's, that's <laughs> like Mystery Science Theater. Shout Factory would put out an, uh, annotated. I don't know if I'm saying that word right on YouTube of like them explaining the joke. Oh yeah. And it's to the point where, oh, I would have never gotten these as a, a kid because they're talking about like a Minnesota senator. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, they they're doing such deep, weird cuts just because they didn't have the internet or like the culture wasn't as big and they were just in Minnesota. Hell yeah. But how good did it feel learning what that bit yes. was? Yeah. Oh. It's cool because like every season of Gilmore Girls Hell comes yes, with- dude. A booklet with a guide to like every single reference they make wow, and what it really? is. Yeah, my my family has I think the entire series at this point. Yeah, and those were the the most fun to like just go through. This is yeah, they're pretty cool. Hell yeah, dude! Nicole, me and you are starting a Gilmore Girls <laughs> podcast uh, next week. <laughs> Pete, what else is wrong with this episode? That's my main complaint. Is I feel like something. I mean, obviously the show is so fun that it disappoints me when the the writing is so lazy. Yeah, like, yeah. you know that adults wrote this and they just gave zero effort into making anything yeah. funny. But, yeah. you know, but they had, fuck them. Like, yeah, and it's weird because the things that were going for them, like, it could have been a hit if they cared. Not when the first line, yeah. one of the first lines of the whole episode is when a spaceship is flying through the air. I don't know who said it, but somebody's like, something's flying across the sky like a big flying UFO. And I almost just said out loud, it is a fucking UFO. <laughs> that's that's like when a kid's learning Yo. what a synonym is in school. Yeah. And just says, oh, that toaster is like a toaster. And you're like, no, that's not a fucking synonym. <laughs> you're not there yet. <laughs> Try again. That's why I'm not a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> or them just saying, I'm big, I'm huge, I'm a man. Or in 60 seconds, y'all get a killer suntan. 
Yeah, the, that one I was very upset the with. The only thing you'll be lifting is your leg. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Is that like a dog peeing joke? Yeah. 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 <sighs> it's because they think yeah. this is what kids like. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. just write what you like and yeah. kids will follow. Kids don't really care about the dialogue. If there's like jokes in the dialogue, they really just want like slapstick yes. comedy. I yeah. also don't think you should ever treat kids... Well, this is going to come out not the way I want. I think I know <laughs> what you're going to say, But don't say, treat though. kids like they're kids. Yes. Like when I worked at a photography store in the mall. Flex. Yeah, big <laughs> flex. Took a lot of senior pictures. Um, you want to see my senior picture? I do. Um, oh, my gosh. But like... It's my Oh, you have pad. it right there. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Oh, cute. Yeah, classic. Um, yeah. So when you were shooting these kids. Yeah, so I was shooting kids <laughs> in the mall. <laughs> when you were photographing children. <laughs> yes, I was taking photographs of young children with the consent of their parents, and they paid me to do it in a very public area. <laughs> but it just was funny to me. Like, I would have normal conversations with three and four-year-old kids about like, oh, I see you're constructing a moat around your Lego castle. And they wouldn't be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a dumb kid. Like they mm-hmm. they use context clues without needing to know what that means. So it's like when you write stuff for kids and it's just fucking dumb as shit, it makes me mad. Because it's like, why don't you just start making the kids smarter now and make the comedy smarter? Yeah, like they're totally. in it for wrestlers punching each other. Make the jokes a little bit better than that. Yeah, that's a lot of comedy people who have kids love Phineas and Ferb Mm. because it was created by people who worked on like Rocco's Modern Life and The Simpsons. And they're like, they're creating a kid show using Simpsons style humor of like the like joke setups. Yeah. So they're molding kids to have a good sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Where did that come from? Who was the first the first television writer or executive probably? To be like, hey man, kids are dumb. Don't write good jokes. Save that for Seinfeld. Like probably like Bozo the Clown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. early. It's a damn bummer though. Like that's just, I guess, proves how much of a comedy nerd I am. Because when my kids want to watch stuff, I'm like, no, you can't watch that. That is lowbrow humor. <laughs> you know what? That's like part. I mean, partly, yeah, you're definitely a comedy nerd. I would never take that away from you. Poorly you. written. But it's also yeah. like it's also the Papa Pete in you. Me and Pete know each other for a minute. Yeah. It's the pop it's like the responsible part of you because I think there is something really negative about speaking down to children and raising yeah. them. And that's that hurts them. That, There's no point. Yeah. It's it, it sets them up in this weird even when they're babies, I don't like baby talk. I'm like, no. are you trying to teach your child the English language or how to talk like a freaking weirdo? It's like, <laughs> goo goo gaga yeah. boo boo. I talk to Frank like this. Hey, dude, right. what's up? Exactly. You sleepy? You hungry? I know you are. Please don't start meowing. But <laughs> I talk to my dog like a grown up because if one day animals can talk, do you want to have a conversation with them or have them be a weird mutant? Yeah. Lobo. Or just murder you. Animosity. Yeah. yeah. Lobo talks to the Chihuahua in a threatening manner. Which means there's a man on set that got paid to threaten a dog on camera. And yeah. speaking That's nuts. of this, there I get it with like the Joker, you know, you have to put him away, you have to do these things. If a pit bull barks somewhat wrongly at a kid, that pit bull will be put down. James, I'm off your side on this one. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not on board so, with this premise. What I'm saying is like <laughs> I get for a human, like, yes, he has to go through the systems. We can just murder this dog. Nope. It is a, it's a super villain. I am not on board with it this. It should be so easy to put down this dog. Well, the problem is the dog's though the dog is sentient to the point of um uh, of a human. 
Uh, My issue is that it's such a small dog that it shouldn't be this hard. Like they just leave him on the chair or whatever to go. I know. Fix the machine. It's like you could just pick the dog up and bring it with you. When it was Lobo in the body, they had the foresight to put handcuffs on it. Mm -hmm. So why didn't they do that when he's actually the whelp? Well, here's the good news. Let's say they yes. never catch the whelp. It continues to go on and on and on. Oh, my fan fiction describes it. <laughs> At most, this villain has 10 years of villainy. <laughs> right? I mean, the Joker's going to live until he's 80 years old with this dog. I mean, how old is the dog now? Yeah, a minute. And it does not, the dog did not look healthy. There's a lot of shivering going on. I don't think we have to worry about the whelp much longer. It's because (laughs) they're on such cold sets. They filmed in Canada. Word? Yeah, it's so freezing (laughs) there. Damn. And that dog is a Central American dog. Right. Yeah. It should be in that climate. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. The dog makes me sad. Can I put that? Has anyone put that out there for Los Luchadores? <laughs> dog makes me a little sad. And, and, and I think so. Yeah, yeah, we've been sad for this dog. Yeah, and and it's two thousand one. I don't think we would ever see like that level of just like yeah, whatever. Fuck the dog. Like fucking the dog is fine. It's Canada. <laughs> fucking the dog is <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's throw a muzzle on this dog so it is hard for it to breathe. Yeah, let's 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 put all these like uh, uh, practical effects on the face of the dog so it's just uncomfortable well, it's, and even more scared. It's like even over one of its ears. Yeah, yeah. There's it's not a spoiler for the Good Place, but there is an episode we just watched where the Chihuahua is in the Good Place. No, 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 oh, no. What? There's okay. a penguin and they... The dog's dead. It, it, <laughs> it probably is. Uh, it describes what you're saying. We would never have yeah. this. There's a penguin, but it has a sports jersey on. But it's okay. CGI. Yeah. So like they're, they're like, no, no, no. We can't put a sports jersey on a penguin. Let's just CGI this thing on. Yeah. And it would have been in the wrong climate, like you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Can't do that to animals. No, that's real fucked up. And it makes work that much harder. I mean, CGI is not cheap, but at least it makes the actual process of filming it a minute. I don't know. I, I, I'm coming as, as it from an actor, so it's like, yeah, just give me off set, dude. I got fucking <laughs> checks to get paid. You guys, uh, have you guys ever seen Dunstan Checks In? Yes, a long-ass time ago. Yeah. You should watch it again. It's well, one of the greatest film treasures of our generation. That movie will never happen again because of what we're describing. He's a secret agent orangutan. <laughs> He's a secret agent? And he's living in a hotel. And that's about all I can remember. I for- but it's a wonderful film. I forgot he was a secret agent. Oh, yeah. Watch the trailer. It'll be oh, clear to you no. that he's a secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just like a dumb monkey that no one knew was there. Uh, No, he's there to solve a crime. Dang. Yo, what? Nicole, I think, is slightly too young to know Dunt. Do you know this movie? No. Okay. Do you know like uh, MVP, Most Valuable Primate? No. Airbud. The reason I like Dunstan checks in. Yeah, Airbud still they Air still buddies. make shit for Airbud. Yeah, but this I think Dunstan checks in was like either right before or right after Airbud. That uh, one's great because it's not about a fucking sport. No, all those animal movies are like this one's good at hockey, this one's good at baseball, this dog's good at golf, tumbling, <laughs> tumbling. <laughs> Finally, I, get, I don't know why that's the thing I came up. I with. get a movie about the two things I loved as a kid. <laughs> Being at a hotel and a monkey. I thought you were going to say dogs and tumbling. (laughs) Baby arms and nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) 
Little puppers in light aerobics. Oh, God. Dog dicks and global warming. <laughs> hey, that Dead sums up frogs this. and boiling water. Oh, yeah. We got, we're going to look it's, it up. It's mm-hmm. technically live frogs in boiling water. Right. Yeah. They become slowly boiling water. If you're just talking dead frogs in boiling water, that's a jambalaya. So. Yeah. You'll flush that down the toilet. No. That is not jambalaya. <laughs> you can make jambalaya with some frog legs. You can, but it's not just frogs and boiling water. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> hey, I got some boiling water, some Jenga pieces, uh, pocket lint, jambalaya. Oh, jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take that pocket lint out, and then I'm fine. Pieces of paper. Oh, yes, pieces of rice. paper, some rice. Yeah. Mm. Yo, Jenga, I'm pretty sure that's just ramen. I want to bring up something else about the episode. Yeah, let's uh, let's do on. a little bit more, and then then we'll head on out. I'll tell you what my two favorite parts of the episode were. First were the wicked. Speaking of CG, yeah. cars and doors. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> aggressively closing headquarter doors were amazing. And then, the, yeah, to be clear, they every time they arrived and left they were driving straight up a building correct right? yes mm-hmm. no that matter was... what vehicle it was they all have the ability to yep. spider-man drive up the side of the building yes yeah it's great and because i'm a sonic the hedgehog nerd yeah uh, did anybody else notice that when we defeat the whelp it's like when you defeat any robotnik boss yeah. where the big parts of the machine breaks away and then he's just in his little like hovercraft and, get, <laughs> and escapes out but this yeah. time the animal stays inside. That's Whoa. true. The animal is the villain. And when you open up the container, there's a bunch of naked mustached <laughs> men that escape. <laughs> That's a real deep cut. <laughs> and an alarming, oh. if you need another year long nightmare, think about that tonight. Oh. That made me the happiest I've been all Just year. Just a little blue bird driving a big robot and has trapped humans. Tiny mustached men. Yeah. But Tom Selleck's. Uh, mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury's But that's pretty much why I didn't enjoy the show, because that was my favorite part. Nice. And that's at the end, and the ending, ooh, it's so sweet. Nicole, you got any pressing notes? I literally took one note. And what is it? And just because I thought it was hilarious, you two, like starting out like, okay, so this wrestling match is gonna directly impact the rest of the episode. And James and I are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, like no. this has nothing to do with this is just the kind plot of like at all. <laughs> the workout into the plot and then we get tossed into it. Let me check if I have any pressing notes. I don't think I do. I got through dog dick. <laughs> oh Maria's belly button keeps changing like this bedazzled look. And Nicole. Hmm? Try it out. No. Damn it. <laughs> uh, that's all I have, guys. Hell yeah. And my ulcers are really acting up right now. Uh-oh. Yummy. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was fantastic. Was, yummy? No, it really <laughs> hurts. Thank you guys both for being on here. Thank you for sitting in the heat. It, it gets hot after an hour. Uh, do you guys have anything to plug? I can go first. Uh, really, Instagram and Twitter, at Sean Marciniak. Uh, it's Polish. Keep spelling it out. You'll get there. Sean Marciniak. Yeah. If, you, uh, if you're around October, uh, the other world theater, uh, my team Grindhouse, we do monster movie improvs. Uh, improvs? Improv skits. Improv right? skits yeah. and bits. So they'll, they'll be all over October. Uh, the other project is kind of secret right now, <gasps> but if you're into uh, whimsical comedy and professional wrestling, keep following my Instagram and my Twitter. I'll, I'll be sure to let you all know about that. All right. Awesome. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Um, My writing partner and I, Jake, 
uh, are putting out sketches on YouTube under the name Two Man Hammer, and we started making sketches again like a month ago, and we have two out now. We're filming one this weekend, and I think two of the three of you in that I'm looking at are participating in that sketch, and that'll hey, be a lot of fun. I I might be. I don't you know. You swore to me. I, I said I will check to yeah, see if no, I'm available. That's fine. So Two Man Hammer, we have all the social medias, and then... Todd Groban's Going Away Party is a web series that's coming out soon, and I'm in the last episode. I'm in the season finale, baby. There's a life-size puppet in it. (laughs) Spoiler alert. We saw that clip when we were at Melzer's. Where is that going to be? Like, where can you watch that Great when question. it comes out? I you don't, don't know. know. Okay. I, I know we've promoted Todd Groban's Going Away Party many times on this show when Melzer's on. It finally, for like real, is coming out. Yeah. I think it may be on Amazon Prime eventually, but there's a company that they're specifically making it for. Yeah. That's a streaming service, and it's called like Flux. Channel Flux. Flux. I think it yes, is. Channel I think Flux. it's Flux. It should be on Flux before Christmas. I don't know when. Fingers crossed. I really guys. shouldn't be promoting their show. I guess I should. Uh, yeah, I of just course. don't have any relevant details other than I'm in it, and it's fabulous. Ooh, and you know maybe it? if you guys, if you're listening to a Sentai podcast when it is a Sentai podcast, you might like Juco B Fighter or Beetleborgs. Ooh, you got to check out thebotsthatmorph.com. Yes, 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 Please yes. check out thebotsthatmorph.com because I showed an episode at a film festival a while ago, and the audience was not ready for what they saw we are oh, so sorry about that because we would have gone but we were out of town and i was peeved that we were out of town i had a fever and i was really excited to go and so i powered through and i went and our episode where an alien uh gets its dick sucked by a robot hell yeah played right after this nice young woman showed off her like visualized poetry that she wrote um and half the people in the audience were like what the fuck is going on and then i started feeling even more sick and embarrassed and i walked up to the guy doing the film festival was like i i have to go thanks for having us and he probably thought that we didn't like the film festival and i did but i was sick and then i got embarrassed that we had a blowjob that people didn't enjoy (laughs) this might help um when i came back I, I i went to buffalo for christmas i came back for like around new year's and there was a little film festival. It was kind of like, uh, like, bo- like you can kind of like heckle the films as they're on screen. And I went on a first date uh, with a girl from a, a dating website. Uh, she loved it. And the audience, normally they boo it off. Like, I think 90% of movies get booed off before they finish. Two episodes of Morphbots, straight through. People fucking loved that shit. Wait, in Buffalo? No, this was in Chicago. Oh. This was, at, I think it was at the Beat Kitchen on Belmont. I was in a thing? Yeah, yeah. And I think Melzer me. was there. It's the yeah. isn't it Cinema Skira? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, they totally they, they played both episodes through. The girl I was on the date with was like, "You're kind of cute. Call me again." Like it was an absolute success for <laughs> me. <laughs> Wow, and let, I thank let's you for talk that. about this at the end of the podcast because I wasn't aware we were a part of that. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. I think you told me about it, but you couldn't make it. You guys were promoting oh, it. Oh yeah, I was out of town. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> mad at Melzer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nicole, what you got to plug? What's up? time for my shameful plug because i don't know how to do things i make stuff and try to sell it on my website darlinghomebody.com uh you can follow me on instagram facebook at darling homebody um that's it all right and if you have a store that sells you know craft stuff you know like pins enamel pins 
buttons, stickers. Nicole has wholesale now. Go to darlinghomebody.com and you can find out more information about that. But enough about Nicole. Do you want to listen to me four other times during the week? Check out my other podcast. I mean, three other times. Check out my other podcasts. This movie's gay. What the hell mouth and hit it and crit it. Or if you want to listen to my rap musics under Marsh Land Monster, you can find all of this at MLMPod.com. You can download all of my CDs for free. And also, I'm on. I'm going to be on Todd Grobin's My Voices, Not My Face. That's how I want it, baby. And yeah, man, I'll ha- Melzer will be on when that's out again. Sean, Pete, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a blast. Wait, this was a roller coaster of an episode. Sure was. <laughs> yeah. Good luck editing. Oh uh, no, <laughs> the editing will be fine. Okay, good. Well, it'll be good. All right. I've been James. I'm Nicole. I am Pete. Sean is my name. And we've been mostly, mostly loving Lucha. Bye bye. Luchadores, the faceless heroes. Lucha Libre and Mascarados, Lobo Fuerte and Turbine together meet Villanos. And this is mostly, mostly loving. Speaking. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Marshland Media production, produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod and sign up today.